Let's be very, very clear. At this moment, I have seen and now I can confirm that Deontay Wilder will be defending his WBC Heavyweight Championship in September in Los Angeles against Luis Ortiz. Let me get this point across right now. I was not too big on Deontay Wilder three years ago. He has grown on me over the last few years. But as a fan of Deontay Wilder, as a fan of boxing, I can guarantee you nobody wanted to see a rematch between him and Luis Ortiz right now. We didn't want to see it. We would rather see Deontay Wilder take some time off, wait to make a decision about your next fight, wait for this Joshua fight to go through, then let's make a decision. Nobody wants to hear that you guys are looking and pushing for 2020, late 2020, for this fight to happen. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear it. And for Joshua, with this Andrew Ruiz Jr. fight, it's a very, very good fight for him. For both of them. I think it's an entertaining fight. Uh, of course, a lot of people want to see the Jarrell Big Baby Miller fight. But we know what happened to him. He tested. He failed more than a couple drug tests. So, he's going to be on the sidelines. Who knows who Tyson Fury is fighting at this moment? I don't think anybody knows who this guy is. But... He signed to fight him, and we're hoping to see a better fight after this one from Tyson Fury. We're hoping to see some unification fights go on at, during, during, during this time right now. This heavyweight division has to start unifying. You guys have fought plenty of other guys to build these unification fights up. They're built. They're built. There is no reason why you guys need to continue to add hype to this fight when, when all the hype is there. We want Joshua. We want, we, we want AJ versus the Bronze Bomber. We want AJ versus Fury. We want Wilder versus Fury too. We have to see these fights. We have to see these fights. We don't want to see rematches with Luis Ortiz. We don't want to see Fury fight whoever this Schwartz guy is. We don't want to see that. That's definitely not what we want to see. We want to see the best fight the best. On to the welterweight division. I think the big picture right now, Pacquiao versus Thurman. And despite who wins this fight, let me tell y'all something right now. I am so sick of Keith one-time Thurman. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of Keith Thurman because of this point right here. Since 2015, fans have been wanting to see you fight Earl Spence Jr. Back then, you said that you didn't want to pop the young kid's bubble. What's, you said 2017. You and other guys in that division said Earl Spence has to get a belt. He got a belt. But now, we know Keith Thurman had got hurt. He had to take some time off, and then it was, I need tune-up fights. I need a tune-up fight. But now, you're pushing this fight back to 2020? Late 2020? I'm going to be completely honest. Me as a boxing fan, I do not think that the big fight at 147 is Earl Spence versus Keith Thurman. 
maybe two years ago it was, when Earl Spence beat Kell Brook in enemy territory. Yeah, that was a big fight to see now. But now, since Terrence Crawford has moved to 147, everybody knows fans want Spence versus Crawford to see who's the best at 147. I want to see Spence knock off a few champions and Bud knock off a few champions and then they clash to see who's the best at 147. But we do not want to see Keith Thurman, Earl Spence in 2020. Not late 2020. I would like to see this fight to end 2019. I would like to see it happen in 2019. It should have been happening. Should have been happening. Hopefully we get this Spence versus Porter fight. IBF, WBC, best be on the line. But hopefully, hopefully, we will see Thurman and Spence. Because the fight that has a marinade at 147, we all know, is the Spence versus Crawford fight. That's the fight that you want to see these guys knock off a few more other guys, and then they clash. That's what everybody wants to see. Until then, I want to hear Keith Thurman talk about Get back, my get back fight, my tune up fight, 2020 fights, anything like that. Until you fight Earl Spence, I don't hear nothing from you. I'm sick of Keith Thurman. I am so sick of Keith Thurman. Steady pushing this fight farther and farther away. Keith Thurman, get your things together. Get everything together and prepare to fight Earl Spence soon. And that's all I got to say about that. Now let's talk about UFC 238. And it is coming upon us very, very quickly. I'm going to talk about that main card fight, that lightweight showdown between Tony L. Kukui Ferguson and Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Now that fight right there, that is a that is a fight for all fans. That's a fight that we've been dying to see. That fight guarantees fireworks, excitement, everything that a fight fan wants. Point blank period. I'm glad to see that the UFC has made this fight happen. Different from boxing and UFC. The big difference. When you sign your contract and you sign however many fights for however much money, you better be prepared to fight the best of the best. In boxing, you can kind of maneuver around fighting the best for some time. In UFC, you cannot do that. That is why I appreciate that sport. I love boxing. I love UFC. But if it's one thing that I appreciate and love about the ultimate fighting championship is that the best have to fight the best. And we can go on and on about how the best have fought the best within the last three to five years in the UFC. You have to think a little bit harder with boxing about who's fought the best in different divisions. I mean, off top, in the last three years, we've seen Yoel Romero fight Robert Whitaker twice. Uh, we've seen John Jones and Daniel Cormier fight twice. 
We've seen Daniel Cormier move back up to fight Stipe Miocic. We've seen Conor McGregor versus Khabib. We've seen Tyron Woodley versus Kamaru Usman and Robbie Lawler within the last three to five years. We've seen Aldo and McGregor. Holloway, Aldo. Cruz versus Garbrandt. Cruz versus Dillashaw. These are fights that we've seen, and those are legit the best fight the best in those fights. But back to UFC 238. This Cowboy Cerrone, El Kukui Tony Ferguson fight. I'm, I'm, my eyes are going to be glued to the TV screen for this fight. Glued to it. I'm, I'm very excited to see the winner of this fight go on to fight the winner out of Khabib versus Dustin Poirier whenever that fight happens. But the twist to this fight, I've, I'm very excited about this fight, but I'm, I'm a little disappointed because I was looking forward to a Donald Cerrone versus Conor McGregor fight. And now that Poirier is fighting Khabib, when Conor McGregor gets back, where does that leave him? UFC 238 is in a good position to answer a lot of questions. Does a winner of this fight meet Conor McGregor? And then the winner of that fight goes on to meet the winner of Khabib and Poirier? Or does a winner of this fight go on to face the winner of that lightweight championship fight? If you're Conor McGregor, you are in a pretty tough situation. You got Justin Gaethje that's out there. That fight could happen. But who knows if that fight will happen. You can't go after the, the Nate Diaz fight because he's now fighting Anthony Pettis. So if you're Conor McGregor, what do you do at this point? Do you wait for your suspension to clear? Wait for a few fights to happen and then decide your options because at this point, Conor McGregor can pretty much decide his own options. But eventually, we, we, we all know that that Khabib-Conor McGregor fight will happen again. Fans, I mean, it, it's plenty of fights that fans wants, want to see Conor McGregor in. We want to see him fight Dustin Poirier again now because Poirier has been tremendous since that Conor McGregor loss. We've always wanted to see him fight Tony Ferguson. We've seen the Khabib fight and what transpired after that fight. We all know that we want to see a second fight between those two. We want to see Conor McGregor versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. But what route will Conor McGregor take with these fights happening? UFC 230 has some good fights. Valentina Shevchenko, Jessica I. In, in, in the main event, you got... Henry Cejudo moving up from 125 to fight Marlon Moraes for the vacant UFC bantamweight title. TJ Dillashaw suspended. Eager to see who's going to take the crown at 135. Eager to see, will Cejudo make himself a two-weight world champion? Will Marlon Moraes reign supreme? Questions have to be answered with UFC 238. I think this is an amazing card. It's going to be a lot of fireworks. I think fans will be very, very, very satisfied and very happy the day after the fights. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of guys will have their questions answered just like myself. All right, I'm drawing a line. I'm drawing a line, and this is what I'm drawing a line on. 
all this talk, all this commotion about Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant being better than LeBron James. I'm I'm ending it right here. And I'm I'm about to tell you why. Kawhi Leonard's year, especially in this playoffs, has been nothing short of spectacular. I commend Kawhi Leonard for what he's done for this Toronto Raptors team in just one year. In my opinion, Kawhi Leonard has basically erased what DeMar DeRozan has done in the years that he was there. He's taken his team to the NBA Finals. Of course, DeMar DeRozan and his Raptors team had to run into LeBron James' Cavaliers team in consecutive years. But Kawhi Leonard has turned his Raptors team around. Kevin Durant, his game has improved and evolved since going over to Golden State. But when people say that LeBron James has had a down year in his 2018-2019 season, I have to draw the line. I have to draw the line. Quite frankly, I don't want to hear it. Because on what people call a down year, LeBron James had better numbers than Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard this season. LeBron James' only negative about this season, besides him not making the playoffs, is that he's uh, that he's had his first serious injury. That's it. But other than that, LeBron James has taken this young Lakers team, and when he got injured, they were at the they were in the fourth seed in the Western Conference, and looking very, very, very good. LeBron goes down with the injury. He had Lonzo go down with injuries. But I'm not going to make excuses for the Los Angeles Lakers. They did not make the playoffs. And it is upsetting. And it is a failure for LeBron James on that end. But nobody expected the Los Angeles Lakers to be a top playoff team going into this year. Even with LeBron being on that team. I think before that injury that the Los Angeles Lakers exceeded expectations at that time. And without those guys getting injured, who knows where they would have been in the playoff situation. But I'm sick and tired of hearing people say Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant is better than LeBron James. Nobody has been able to do what LeBron James has done within the last eight years. Don't get me wrong, Kawhi Leonard is the best two-way player in the game. He's the best defender in the league. But that does not make him better than LeBron James. Kevin Durant is a seven-foot small forward that can handle the ball like a guard and shoot like a two-guard. His defense has improved over these last few years. But that does not make him better than LeBron James. LeBron James can do it also on both sides of the ball. He makes his team better on both sides of the ball. LeBron James has I mean LeBron James has done some amazing things. And when people say that Kevin Durant beat LeBron James in his own game, I think you should go get mentally checked. Somebody needs to check your brain. Because there is no way that this man beat LeBron James in his own game. LeBron James didn't go join the Boston Celtics when they were beating him. 
LeBron James did not go join the, 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 the Orlando Magic when they knocked him out the playoffs. LeBron James wouldn't join the 47-35 Miami Heat team. That was the 7th or 8th seed going to the playoffs that year. Kevin Durant went and joined the 73-9 Golden State Warriors team that did not need him. Of course, any team will improve if you get a player like Kevin Durant. But do not hear but but do not sit up here and tell me that Kevin Durant beat LeBron James in his own game. That is absurd. And I just quite frankly don't ever want to hear it again. Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard are phenomenal basketball players, but you tell me what player that plays that small four position is still not striving to make sure that they're better than LeBron James. Because LeBron James is still at the top of their list. Everybody at that small four position in the NBA right now is still looking to pass LeBron James. They're still looking to go past LeBron James as being the best player in the NBA or the best player at the small four position. So don't tell me that those guys are better than LeBron James at this moment right now. The Golden State Warriors have went to five straight NBA Finals. This man, this one man, we're talking about a team, but this one man, LeBron James, went to eight consecutive NBA Finals. Eight consecutive NBA Finals. And he has seen some of the greatest competition in any basketball era. You tell me when Michael Jordan played against three to four um, All-Stars. You tell me when Michael Jordan was 21 years old, did he make it to the NBA Finals playing uh, awesome, great San Antonio Spurs teams? LeBron James has taken, he took that Cavaliers team back in 2007 with no All-Stars. LeBron James has made average teams look great for so long. So before you tell me or come and try to talk to me about Kevin Durant or Kawhi Leonard being better than LeBron James. You better have your facts straight. You better have your argument ready. And you better be ready to go head to head with me in this debate when it comes down to LeBron James being the best small forward in the NBA and the best and the best basketball player in the NBA on planet Earth right now.